Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the IPL Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. I am Parker Terrell here with Levi Peckinpah and Ian Nickel. Guys, how are we doing? Woo! Uh, doing all right. It's whenever we are recording this, it is Wednesday. It is the day before opening day. Uh, hey. I'm excited. Uh, going to be a fun time, and I can't wait to, to talk a lot about because I think that's literally – the majority, if not all of this podcast is we're going through the MLB, uh, extremely excited, but at the same time, uh, I'm ready for the weekend so I can sit down and have time to watch baseball. And, and honestly, your boy could just use a nap. I, 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 I could use like a good 30 to minute to an hour nap. So, uh, I, I'm ready for baseball. I'm ready for the weekend, but I'm also, I'm ready to get talking to y'all. Uh, how are y'all fellas doing? I'm uh I'm doing all right. Uh, I called some SNU or not SNU. Yeah, SNU versus UCO softball yesterday. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll send y'all a clip because they got a clip of the the game ending homer, and you can you can hear me in the background. Uh, one of the um, girls for us, Taryn Ritz, uh, hit hit a grand slam to end the game to make it an eleven one victory. And I literally just sh- shouted Grand Salami for Taryn Ritz. And I was like, that was really cool. So uh, a humble brag, I guess. Uh, but no. yeah, I'm, I'm ready to call ba- I'm ready to see uh, what y'all's predictions are uh, for this season. Cause I'm, I feel like we're at a very interesting point in the MLB. Yeah. Uh, area. I'm doing well. Uh, I will say, um, if we can do a little f- five to seven minute March Madness um, update before we get into MLB, uh, as we all predicted, um, FAU, San Diego State, Miami, and UConn have made the Final Four. Uh, pretty chalk there. We are. Are y'all going to be tuning into that on Saturday? Wait, I thought we were supposed to be watching uh, WrestleMania together. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. I was I, Levi. I was looking up uh, some wrestling T-shirts uh, before we got on this call. I was looking for some Steiner math ones, man. I couldn't find any, but I did find. Uh, I, I found Is that during. Some, I guess it's at the yeah. same time. Yeah, the first uh, night one. I think will that starts at seven. So it might conflict with the end of one game and the all of the second game. Oh, I'm going to go find a pen. I'll give you guys my response here in a second. Uh, I need to find a pen. Well, um, quickly, Ian, what do you think uh, is going to happen in those games? Well, I kind of think uh, I kind of think UConn, just because they've been so dominant. I think we see UConn and San Diego State get into the championship because that San Diego state defense is tough as it comes tough as nails. They've locked, they've locked down everybody they faced. And I think the same thing happens to, uh, to FAU. And honestly, I'm, I am rooting for San Diego state uh, because uh, the mountain best baby, that's, that's how you do it. They've had a heck of a run. They've been one of, no, they one of, maybe one of my no, favorite teams to watch. 
What do you mean they haven't had a good run? They made the final. San four Diego through. State has had a good run. Every other Mountain West team yeah. lost their first game. Okay, but I mean they care. They're carrying the Mountain West, and yeah. Um, did you guys watch the San Diego State Creighton game? Yes. Did well, you see the ending of that. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, I didn't get to catch the ending, which of course, um, it it fell out. Um, like I couldn't. I Levi is holding up a sign. Uh, the, the unfortunate thing is on our Zoom calls, the cameras are flipped. Uh, but if you're asking, uh, am I going to be watching the Final Four? Uh, because it is WrestleMania weekend, uh, my answer is no. <laughs> See, um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, fellas, but I, I, I have to be watching the Final Four. Boo. What? Boo. I Wait, are we, got, are we watching one night or both nights? Because it was. I thought we were watching both. Come on, I oh, I'm down for both. We can I'm, talk about this after the after. We can talk about it after. Okay, I but, feel like um, I feel like we're putting you on the spot. And I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're good. Uh, I think honestly, San Diego State's probably the popular pick. Um, in that first game, but I've doubted FAU this whole time. I don't know if y'all got a chance to maybe see some stuff that Jay Bill said about FAU. But he believes that they can win the whole thing. Uh, and, I mean, his logic is sound. They they don't really have a hole on their team. It's just the fact that they played in Conference USA. Uh, they still have the most wins in the country. They were tied with the most wins going into the tournament. They were ranked in the final AP poll. Um, and I don't see why not. I mean, they are as good as anybody. They've prove that this thus far literally kansas state should be in the final four like they have that type of team that you're like oh yeah they had marcus noel oh yeah they had Keontae johnson i remember that team and uh fau beat them so it, the owls have as good a shot as anybody i think you're right that san diego state has a really good defense um and is a lot of veterans if you remember what i said in our march madness preview pod San Diego State was my pick to go to the Sweet 16 because they have not lost a game since December 10th, and that is still true. Um, that's going to be a great game between two really old teams, uh, experienced. Both teams have shooters. Both teams play good defense. Uh, I think it's a coin flip, just like I said about Kansas State Michigan State. Now, on the other side, I'm much more inclined to pick UConn simply because UConn reminds me a little bit of those Villanova teams that just steamrolled people all the way to the final. I mean, they have, they haven't even had really a challenge. Iona in the first half is like their biggest challenge that they've had this, this tournament. They have a dominant big and Adama Sanogo. They have the best shooter in the tournament, Jordan Hawkins, who's honestly, uh, giving a somewhat Kimba-ish performance a little bit that went unnoticed because of what Marquise Noel was doing. Um, they have all the pieces. So I, I think UConn ends Miami's run. Uh, I think – I'm not going to call Miami a little bit fraudulent, but there's always that one team that's a little bit weaker. Uh, and I think that's Miami. Houston did not play well at all in the tournament. They didn't play well in any game. Marcus Sasser was obviously hurt. 
um, I think that they just succumb to that pressure of trying to get to where the Final Four is played. Um, and Miami played great in their Elite Eight game against Texas, but Texas had a 12-point lead in that game, and they blew it. So, Plus, also uh, don't forget that DeSue was out for Texas. Correct, who was averaging 20 and 9. He was so, performing like he was a star. Yeah. So, Well, how yeah. much of that is more of Miami being resilient and coming back? For sure. I mean, they, they're an experienced team that has – they're the prototypical good in March team. They are a little bit underseeded. Um, they have a really good set of guards with Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack. And then they have a, a big man who is overperforming better than he did in the season in Omier. And that's usually a recipe for success in the tournament. So I'm not surprised – that they made it to the final four, especially after seeing how Houston played early. Um, I, I just think that UConn is on another level right now. I mean, I didn't even mention Klingon, uh, the other big for UConn who's dominating right now. They have a really fired up coach um, that doesn't have any experience in the tournament. But if you remember what I said, it was, I thought UConn, would had the talent to make the final four in that region. I just wasn't going to pick them because uh, Danny Hurley has never made it that far. So from now on, I will trust Danny Hurley because he has made it this far in this tournament. Basically brought UConn back to being the blue blood that they actually are. Cause let's, let's be real. They are a blue blood. They've got four NCAA tournament wins. They have almost a couple decades worth of NCAA appearances. And I think I looked, I was trying to look at some of the various programs. Uh, They're only like a couple away from matching Kentucky, I believe. Like they are a technically a blue blood. They've just been bad for a decade. So if you do this, I, to me, I think it's UConn ends up winning the NCAA championship. I think it's going to be San Diego state versus UConn and I think that's like going to be an OT game I think that's going to be very high stakes uh and weirdly enough I think both FAU and the U I don't know why but I feel like that those guys at least the U they've had the opportunity to yes they played pretty well but also the teams that they've gone up against have hit big big points of a player that is super consistent in the NCAA tournament or not just a big portion of their team goes out and they have to try to recoup and try to figure things out from there. So I weirdly enough think that there could be a good chance the magic for FAU and the U runs out. And I think you might have two blowouts that might throw people off the scent of the title matchup. So I've got to be in, San Diego State versus UConn. UConn ends up winning the NCAA title. So Mark Titus made this point about uh, UConn and Miami. Like Miami was – they had to come back against Drake. And they've kind of been comeback kids. They did it against Texas. They did it against – did they do it against – who did they play? Indiana. They had to do it against Indiana, I believe. Come back in the second half. No, they blew them out. They blew them out. Maybe in the second half, but they won by 20. But there there was like at some point at least. So it's like it's the blowout machine versus the comeback kids. So 
if UConn gets it within like 10, maybe we're thinking, oh, maybe Miami comes back uh, or something. But I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say that uh, Miami is – I know you're not saying fraudulent, but if you make a Final Four, like you, you made it, right? Um, but I do agree with you guys. I think it's going to be San Diego State. San Diego State and UConn, I do think UConn edges it up just because of the tournament experience and the um, – what is it? Just the the blue blood stuff that they possess. One other thing, uh, I mean, with Miami, they got Jim Laranega. Yeah, Coach L. Who is, has the most experience by far. So I don't know how much that factors into it. I I feel like that's something you need to keep an eye on. I agree. Um, if I had to pick, it would be UConn. Um, I do think there's a little bit of stock into what Coach Tang said to FAU in that he called them the toughest team that he's played all year. I don't think that he said – I don't think he would say that lightly. Um, but I'm not going to put all my stock into that. Uh, that just was interesting. All right, MLB preview time. So you guys are two really big Major League Baseball fans. Ian, of course, his beloved Texas Rangers, and Levi with his White Sox. Yeah. I am not I am not as big of a baseball fan, so I will act as somewhat of a moderator uh, for this conversation. I have done my research, and I've looked um, at some previews for the upcoming season, but I'm going to kind of let you guys take the reins. So um, – we're, we've got, what, 45 minutes, whatever you guys want to do. Well, um, Levi? Yeah. Do you want to go, like, through each division and we'll – Pick a winner? Our division rankings? Oh, yeah, sure. That that sounds pretty good to me. And okay. Ian, I'll, I'll let you – like, are we going from, like, AL East, AL Central, AL West, or are we just, like, legit putting them all in a box? Like, we're going from, like... I would just say just go AL down, your playoff teams, wild card, ALDS, ALCS, and then we'll do the NL, that their playoffs, and then World Series. Okay, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me, and I'll, I'll let you go first, Ian, because I'm... I'm honestly, I've came into this with, I know what's going on with the majority of these teams and I'm trying to figure out like who I'd actually have like in my wild cards, because there's a lot of competition this year in both sides, whenever it comes to like wild card placing. I'll help you guys out. So let's start with the American league central. American Central. Oh, Okay. Uh, so we got – I can tell you the teams. You ready? Chicago White Sox, the Cleveland Guardians, Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, Minnesota Twins. That's that's a three-team race. And honest, honestly, it's a two-team race. Uh, it's most likely Cleveland and Minnesota. And the White Sox, I, I love them half to death, but – 
they lost a lot of talent and it seems like they're trying to recoup it with the young guns because you're going to have uh, Oscar Colas who's going to be out I believe right field uh, he's a newbie coming in but you lost Jose Abreu who's your big he was your big captain and I'm trying to remember if Johnny Cueto where he ended up going because I don't think he's with the White Sox either I believe he went to the Marlins think you're right which marlin's uh marlin's kind of scary uh especially with pitching uh cleveland you brought back the majority of everybody uh andre uh was andreas yemenez or i'm trying to remember the last name but i believe it's andreas uh, yemenez traded to miami and he's like an all-star hitter and i believe in return though you got like pablo lopez who's a solid pitcher uh so to me, I think the top team coming out of that is probably – I think I'd probably go Cleveland, especially with Minnesota. The thing that hangs on Minnesota is you have a lot of injury problems. Uh, they, are, they are stacked to the nines with injury problems because you end up signing so much money uh, for – Carlos Correa, but we know he's only he he's a guy who has too many problems when it comes to injuries. Byron Buxton is defined by injuries, but you did end up picking up some pieces here and there, and they have some young guns on, on that Minnesota squad. But I'd rather just go with with the Cleveland Guardians with Jose Ramirez, who was one of the best third basemen in in baseball last year. Uh, Emmanuel Classe uh, for a good closer. Uh, was it Tristan McKenzie as a good start? Like there, there's a lot of talent on both of those squads, but because of health issues, I'd have Cleveland as the winner of the of this part uh, of the AL Central. Before you go, Ian, I will say that the ESPN MLB preview has. Cleveland as the 12th best team and Minnesota as the 14th best team. So, like you said, pretty close. Yeah, the NL, the AL Central, I'm sorry, is uh, is usually pretty meh compared to, you know, the East and the West. Uh, I, I'm i where Levi's kind of at, but I, I have the Twins winning the division. I just think, obviously, you have to hope that, you know, everyone's healthy, but when – when the twins are healthy, they they can perform. Byron Buxton, if he can play, you know, a hundred games, they're in good business. I like the rotation Minnesota has. Uh, but they have Sunny. Is it Sunny Gray? Uh, they have a really solid rotation, and I mean, I have I have the Guardians getting into the wild card. If um, if that's the same thing, I think it is going to be a relatively close race. Uh, basically first to 90 wins. But after that, I, I, for a while I had the White Sox win division just because I thought La Russa addition by subtraction, you get rid of him, it gets better. But with losing Abreu, who uh, is a former MVP, um, you're going to lose a lot of production there. So I think they're third. I, I, I can't wait for the Royals to be good. Uh, I like Bobby Wood Jr. a lot. Uh, and they got Granky being a mentor, being the uh, uh, master Uguay to the young Kansas City pitchers. Um, I, I think I said last year they'd be a fun team to watch in the summer. Uh, so I might say that again. I don't really know. But and then the Tigers, I don't 
the Tigers got a lot of problems, man. But yeah, I think the Twins win the division. Cleveland gets a wild card. Yeah, and I'm all, I'm also going to go in with Ian. Uh, I think there's going to be a wild card out of this since I got Cleveland. I've got Minnesota as a wild card. Don't forget to uh, the crazy Carlos Correa saga. He ends up back with Minnesota. Yeah, um, that was really weird. <laughs> so if he's healthy, um, which he never is. True. Did Did they ever say what was the um, the reason the Mets said no? Because he failed his physical. Yes. Failed, failed physical. Yeah. Which his yeah. ankle. Yes, I believe so. But again, that tells you he's coming back to Minnesota. But everybody knows he's got baggage. That he's most likely injuries are probably going to be a problem with him. They've been with it for a good chunk of his career. Yeah. All right. Next up, American League East. You got Tampa Bay Rays, Toronto Blue Jays, the New York Yankees, Baltimore Orioles, Boston. Um. Who y'all got? <laughs> I I think we all know who's easily taking the, the American. Ba, 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 da, da, ba, oh, sorry. I love how you're just you're just a moderate fan, and the problem is you're a moderate fan that roots for the Yankees. <laughs> Hate to see it, but you love to see it. The Yankees are not that good. I'm not saying that their team is not very good, but they have not been in the World Series since 2009. Yeah. Wah. Yeah, cry. Cry. In my lifetime, the Yankees have only won four World Series, though. In my lifetime. <laughs> Wait, no. no, sorry. Only. Three. Three. Because 99, 2000, and 2008, right? That's my lifetime. They, they lost in 09. They just made it. No, no, they won in 09. Oh, oh it the, was the Phillies. Okay, then 09. So then it was 99, 2000, and 09. Only three. I mean, the Giants have won two uh, in my lifetime. Three in my lifetime. So I'm trying to think of other teams. The Red Sox have won four, right? Mm -hmm. 04, 07, 13, and 8. Yeah. The White Sox won one, I believe, in 05. Yep. Yeah. Well, also so the, the Yankees are had, yes. The Red Sox since... had to endure eighty-six years of losing and not getting there. True. Uh, I'm just saying the Yankees are yes in my lifetime elite, um, but they have not done anything since I was in third grade. So since third grade, they've basically been the Chris Paul of the MLB of looking great in the regular season. But just yeah. like Chris Paul, something falls apart. They're and the it, Minnesota Vikings of don't. the MLB. For the past decade. For the past decade. We'll put Minnesota's at least won something. Oh no, and the Yankees have won something. But the I yeah, I mean And we're talking just like a decade. If yeah. A small piece of their But they haven't. Since oh nine they haven't even won a pennant. Dude. They're still also just one of the most dominant franchises in MLB. I get that, but that was no, I, those a lot of those championships were before my grandparents were born. Think but about they're that. Still, they're still championships, though. I agree. They <laughs> still are championships, but the look at it. So everyone makes fun of, uh, like, if you're a, a Lakers fan, then you're a Dallas fan, and you're a Yankees fan. You know, yeah, that whole joke. 
the Lakers have won a championship recently. I get it was the bubble, but even before that, you have Kobe. Now the Cowboys haven't in a long time. Yeah, like a long, long time, like a long time. But I mean, they've had some success. You know, I feel like the Yankees. Uh, well, you got to also think of what's going to happen with the Lakers. Uh, once LeBron leaves, they're probably going to go through two decades of mediocrity because they have no talent left over. Well, they're going to draft Brawny and keep him there. Oh, good. I'm going to get 77-year-old LeBron James who's going to be scoring buckets with his cane. Brawny looked so good in the McDonald's game. Did y'all see that? No. Ian did not. Ian made a face. If I want to go watch AAU, I'll go watch AAU. I, I don't know. I was doing something else. You weren't uh, paying attention to future Oklahoma State player Brandon Garrison, who had a nice game. Yeah, I saw he went ten for uh, ten points, five for five. But no, I'm not gonna. I'll just wait till they get in college to watch him. Yeah, Bronny might not go to college, but yeah, that's kind of lame. He uh, he has not decided whether he will go to college or the G League. I'll put 20 bucks down right now. He goes G League Ignite. I will put it down. Um, so the number two recruit in the country is a guy named Isaiah Collier. He's signed to USC, and apparently he's recruiting Brawny like super hard to come to USC. But that's – Ohio State also is recruiting him super hard, but they stink. So, Well, if you can <laughs> – you get out of the Braun money – in there you'll be good it's i think i think the final three were like usc oregon and uh ohio state were like his final three or something oh oregon oregon's got an insane class coming in sorry we're taking a college basketball recruiting detour here well yeah, big nike money anyway I, I'll, I'll pivot off that i'm just saying my yankees are uh i would say what top three in the league in terms of talent on paper Signing Carlos Rodon, uh, which was a stab in the heart to Levi. It was going to happen. Uh, but then he's hurt. So then he go to the Giants? He's healthy. He went to the Giants for a year, became another all-star, uh, making his second consecutive all-star appearance, then signed a max contract with the New York Yankees. I believe that Gosh. White Sox fans thought he might come back to the White Sox. Oh, he wasn't. I, I knew oh. he wasn't. But I could uh, a man can dream, okay? Yeah. So he went to the Evil Empire. Um, evil Empire is going to be winning that division, and then wild card. I got Baltimore. I, I got the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore really? over the Blue Jays. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have Baltimore finishing fourth. Uh, I think uh, there might be a little bit of a regression there, but the AL East is probably the toughest division. Uh, I have Yankees winning, uh, Blue Jays wild card, uh, Rays, Orioles, Red Sox, and I think, I think those teams can all finish within like they can all have like seventy five wins. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a very tough division. Oh yeah, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be competitive, and the the teams like if you were gonna match up last place of the AL East and you know every other last place team, I think the AL East. Co- comes out on top in that i don't know about that one because boston did everything in their power in the offseason to decide hey just to show everybody 
We're not trying to win baseball games. They they they, they really tried to get rid of everybody of importance on that team. So so that doesn't uh, I wouldn't trust them. Uh, I think Baltimore, with the talent that they've added on, and mainly the young guns that are coming up, with Gunnar Henderson expected to be uh, a a really big breakout rookie this season. I'm going to give Baltimore the little shock. Oh my goodness, this is actually going to happen. Run! Uh, I have them making a wild card. I have Toronto right on the outside, like by a loss or two, and like it's going to be close right towards the end of the season. Do you think uh, one Jackson Holiday may get a call up? No, 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 no. He didn't come up for another year or two. Okay. They have to be in pretty bad shape. What yeah. position does he even play? Outfield. Or see like a shortstop. Shortstop. Short okay. Which Gunnar Henderson, I think, might be second base. I mean, that's the great thing is if Gunnar Henderson is a shortstop, well, you can just move him to second base and play Jackson at shortstop, or you can go vice versa. So, so think, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm pretty sure like Jackson's pretty. Oh no, my my. No no no! I believe Gunnar Henderson is a shortstop, but they also got like. A good pitcher. Ah, Grayson Rodriguez is the pitcher, if I remember right. All right. American League West. Continuing our MLB preview here. Seattle Mariners, Houston Astros, Texas Rangers, Ian's beloved Texas Rangers, Los mm-hmm. Angeles, Los Angeles Angels, and the Oakland Athletics. Interesting division with really only one bad team. Yeah. Um, the A's are in the pits uh, and they're probably going to be for a while angels and rangers i feel like are in similar spots where they have big time talent but you're kind of you're just not sure knowing the history of those two franchises that they may either a get injured or fumble the bag uh, especially fumbling the bag with the rangers um rangers made a bunch of uh, off-season moves uh getting to grom which is a move. It could be really great. It could be really horrible. Um, I got some other players too that I can't think of. Uh, Mariners and Astros, they are the, the cream of the crop in that division. I think the Astros are going to win it again. Mariners probably get a wild card spot, but knowing Seattle uh, and that 20-year drought, who, who knows? Uh, I think the Rangers finished third. I, I don't trust the Angel, Angels organization. Uh, and I think the Rangers will, while they won't make the playoffs, I think they'll be one of the more improved teams. I My goal for them personally is like 81. 81 wins, either 500 or slightly above 500. Uh, if they make the playoffs, great. But I feel like it's a little too soon for that because they got they got a good core. I like uh, Josh Jun, but at the end of the day, I think it's the Astros' division to lose, as it usually is for the past couple of years. Uh, yeah, for the AL West, uh, it's pretty obvious that it's going to be the Astros winning. You do lose Justin Verlander, but you got you got Valdez who will be taking the number one spot in which he's a solid pitcher and you've got depth all around. So if you lose some guys over the next little while, uh, the, the Astros are still going to be on top for a long time. Uh, wild card spot for me is going to be the Seattle Mariners. 
uh, just up and down. Very, very good talent. They either got okay or very good talent. Uh, led by going to be the sophomore Julio Rodriguez. He's going to become the next icon for Seattle. Just in one year with what he was able to do there uh, via trade, you got uh, Teoscar Hernandez from the Toronto Blue Jays. And really, they just got solid talent up and down the board for Seattle. Um, I've got the Angels. Uh, I've got them failing and either trading Shohei by the trade deadline or just losing him straight out, probably just losing him straight out. Uh, For the Rangers, I got probably DeGrom getting injured sometime and then relying way on Andrew Heaney, which happy for Andrew Heaney. He got a two-year, $25 million deal, and he played phenomenal baseball last season. He's probably going to end up at some point becoming the number one pitcher. I don't know if he can do that. But I, I, I'm willing to give him a try because last year, like last year, he had a good year. He's worth, he was worth the contract for the Rangers. If we're like put, putting like good contracts of the offseason, Andrew Heaney to the Rangers was great for the Rangers and great for Andrew Heaney. But he's probably going to get I, – I, I just don't see how it ends up without with Andrew Heaney like not being the number one at some point with the Grom out. Like he went into training – hurt because he just is he's fragile he's literally a glass vase that's what he is uh and then weirdly enough i've got uh i've got oakland like getting 60 wins uh because the one thing that they've done uh they might be terrible but they got veterans to fill out the roster they got veterans to fill out the roster who actually would be like good veterans on other various teams uh i'm not saying they're going to be great because they also like traded their one good piece in Sean Murphy to the Atlanta Braves, but they've got veterans all throughout that roster to mix them with the young talent. So I got them getting like 60 wins and everybody being like, wait, you're not like you, you're supposed to be worse, but you got okay players on your squad. J- just get, just go super bad. And so you can get like the number one overall pick, but they don't have lot with a lottery. Oh yeah, the lottery where they still end up like with the fourth or fifth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've got Oakland surprisingly being around the same record they had this year, uh, and really it, it, this is a that's a little part where it's literally no surprises. Yeah. All right, that is the American League wrap up. So who are your playoff teams? Um, uh, my go. playoff. Uh, I've got my locks as Cleveland, Yankees, Houston. Uh, my wild cards are Minnesota, Baltimore, and Seattle. I got uh, Astros as my top seed, followed by Yankees and Twins. Wild card teams, uh, Blue Jays, Guardians, Mariners. Gotcha. So really, there's only seven teams then what it sounds like seven teams for six spots but it would i mean it wouldn't surprise me if the Rays snuck up there and kind of bs their way back up into the fold uh just because that's what the rays do but also the rays have the same scoring output as a 16 year old trying to get out of college student that's not going to work they they could not score if the net was as wide as i'm trying to think 
they they're not very good at scoring. They got good pitching, but scoring is not the name of their game. It's like looking at a it's a almost like looking at Milwaukee in a mirror. They can't score. All right. Moving on. Moving on to the National League, starting with the NL Central. Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, St. Louis Cardinals, and the Milwaukee Brewers. I've for the Central, I've got one team. As do I. It's the Cardinals. Because I think Milwaukee at this point, it's Corbin Burns and nothing. Uh for the Cubs. I think maybe you give it another year or two and they'll actually be a wild card spot. Heck, it wouldn't surprise me with some of the additions, including Cody Bellinger, if they actually somehow, and Dansby Swanson, if they upset and actually do it this year. But for the NL Central, I'm just going to play it safe and go St. Louis Cardinals. I got the Cardinals as well. I like what the Cubs are doing, though. I have them finishing second in in the division. Uh Maybe that's just me liking the Cubs. The Cubs are my NL team. Uh, sorry, Levi. No. But, um, yeah, I, I like what they've done. I like the Suzuki guy they got. I'm hoping he come. he's coming back. I know he's a little hurt right now, but the additions that they've had, solid stuff. Brewers, they're in a weird state of mediocrity right now. They're at a crossroads. Pirates are on the rise, I think. Uh, give it about five years. They got O'Neill Cruz, who's really nice. Give it five years to when they trade O'Neill Cruz, Cabrian Hayes, and finally trade uh, – is it Brian – or did they trade Brian Reynolds? I can't remember if they have or not. Brian Reynolds is still there, I believe, so he might get traded soon. He's been wanting out forever, <laughs> like almost all last season. One day. One day he'll get out. Free – Someday, will O'Neill Cruz and Shohei Otani both be in a Yankee uniform? Stop it. Get that demon out of here. I I like that Parker has pronounced himself basically as a casual, and he's just pushing Yankee propaganda. We don't need this. The ESPN does this already. Especially uh, now that the Thunder are good again. So I'm getting back on that NBA train. Uh, Baseball doesn't have... Uh, a spot at the table anymore, so I'm just going to be an insufferable uh, Yankee fan. So, NL East, I assume? We are in the NL East. Okay, so we've got the Phillies, the Nationals, the Miami Marlins, the Atlanta Braves, and the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. I don't know why, but I... Have the Mets always been this annoying? Yes. No. Well, they used to suck like bad. Yeah. But now, like, they got some big bad owners. Like, oh, this is the year. <laughs> did you see? Um, did you see that KFC tweeted that he thinks that Steve Cohen is going to pay like seven hundred million for Shohei Otani? Does he have that kind of money? Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What no, does he do? What does uh, Steve Cohen do? He's like some type of stockbroker on Wall Street, and he makes. Oh, okay. So he's beating the system. Nah, that makes sense. How he got yeah. that money? Yeah, like even um, taxes don't don't go for him. But yeah, I haven't seen KFC because uh, the he only is a hedge fund manager. Oh, yeah. um, Raking. I'm looking at his net worth here. Yeah, uh, I don't like KFC unless it's from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, 
So I don't pay attention to anything from Dum Dum Barstool. I I have more time yeah. that I like to put towards other things instead of a guy getting ridiculed for the WBC, which was one of the highlights of the He WBC. lost that so hard. Yeah, Dude, that was I, one of the all-time L's. That it was L plus ratio plus that was so bad. I know that I didn't was, like like I so like bad. I know I didn't watch any of it. I may have watched I think I watched the Japan Mexico semifinal like the ninth inning. But I get like it's it's awesome. I've seen the highlights of it. It's it's cool. Yeah. I feel like well, the uh final at bat with Trout and Otani, that's like from a movie. Like that was a Disney movie that was playing that got, in real time. Okay. Now I'm gonna be honest, I think they overhyped that a little too much. No. Like I get their teammates. They were teammates. They were yeah, the best baseball players of our generation. Well, let's pump the brakes on Otani there. No, no, I won't pump. He's literally the greatest baseball player. Otani is going to leave, and we're going to see this matchup again, and we're going to realize, oh, this wasn't so special after all. Future Yankee Shohei Otani, I don't think has, uh, no. I don't oh think gosh. he's established himself as an Parker, all-time great. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Parker, the more propaganda you push out, the more I want to mute you. Okay, okay, stop the propaganda. I am not the only one who thinks that. Okay, well, yeah, every Yankee fan does. What do we think is the funniest place for Shohei to go? Pittsburgh? The Rockies, dude. Oh, he would dominate in the Rockies. I know. He would dominate. That's not the funniest place, though. I don't think call it. It would be kind of funny for him to be hitting, like, 60 home runs and like 70 wins, which is kind of what he does now. (laughs) What if the A's are like, oh, we're going to shell out money now, and they just shell it all for Otani? And they just. Billy Bean. So funny. Billy Bean. But it's Brad Pitt as Billy Bean that makes the announcement. Like, hey, you know what? (laughs) We're moving to Vegas and we're bringing Shohei with us, boys. (laughs) Billy Bean is just like, listen. We're, we're shelling out the like we don't have any money anymore because yeah. we we bought Shohei Otani. The team is officially named the Shohei Otanis. It's just the Shohei Otani and like his Japanese team. Like that's all they can afford. That team might win more games in the current Oakland A's. Yeah, especially if you get Newt Bar from from St. Louis. Um, quickly, Steve Cohen's net worth is nine point five billion. So yes, he could shell out seven hundred mil. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, How much has he shelled out already? Good lord! Well, he's got like the know. highest salary in the MLB, so a lot in MLB history. Yes. Uh, huh. But one last thing on the WBC: uh, the reason it succeeded is because we've gotten out of our mindset of. Uh, the world representation doesn't matter because that's what the MLB has been pushing is that even though this is something put on by the MLB teams haven't been wanting players to do this so that way they could stay healthy but because players started doing this and everybody's gotten the intention of oh my goodness around the world they love baseball just as much if not more than we do like there's that's why this thing is so big now is because everybody understands what this means as it's a property put on by the MLB and they're wanting to push what the world of baseball actually looks like. And we're we're out of our mindset of what like basketball, like we originally looked at it like how the NBA looks at FIBA basketball, but now Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, this is like legit. So hopefully in 2026, whenever that comes back, 
like Team USA, you actually get some of the other top players from all these other teams to to get on, and we see what happens. I have a proposition I might for the WBC. <laughs> what if they just did it in the middle of July? Just like extend the all-star break. Because I don't I don't want it competing with March Madness. Like I want to watch it, but if it's at that or March Madness, I'm gonna watch March Madness. Well, it's gonna be every four years like the Olympics. It's three. So, well okay, three, whatever. Uh yeah. I mean it's once every three years. And it's mainly the world is is watching. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I, the numbers from like at one point uh, for one of the Japan matchups, they had ninety seven percent of Japan televisions tuning in to the matchup. I am talking one around, yeah. if not more than one hundred and twenty million people in Japan tuned in and watched it. But also, do you think they would have watched it in July the same? probably maybe but at the same time like i don't i don't really think it matters much because it probably would also interfere with the japan season as well and they probably don't want to mess with that i don't know um i I would say that i I just think as a casual baseball fan the um the clips did make it onto my feed so Mm -hmm. uh do you think though that the edwin diaz injury may dissuade players from perhaps playing even though that was during a celebration no because he could have done that in spring training yeah he, he could have done that anywhere literally he could have done the john wall slipped at his home while he was playing video games towards achilles or whatever then so i don't i know that yeah. there will be teams that will push that but people have too much national pride also it's just classic mats really Fact. You get in on a celebration they're the number one sitcom in america but I do have him making a wild card spot. Uh, for what I've got, uh, I've got the I've got the Mets winning the AL East or not the AL, the NL East. And over the Braves, yeah. Okay, I got the Mets winning, and I've got the Braves. And I've got uh, – I want to go Miami so bad, but I think they're going to be a little bit too short. Uh, I'm going to have the Phillies making it back to the wild card as well. So I probably should have Philly as the third wild card, but I have them as the fifth seed, and I have the Braves winning the division. Like, the Braves ain't going anywhere. Marlins Nationals are last. But, yeah, the Braves aren't going anywhere, and I think they're going to they're gonna stay there for a while. My thought is there's also this this season it's going to be filled with youth. You do have a couple veterans in there, but this could easily be the season where a couple rookies do rookie things and sophomore slumps happen. So I am very much on pause about the Braves, but I could easily see them just doing what they usually do. And like Ronald Acuna finally has the bounce back here. We all expected of last year of him. I also just don't trust the Mets. I mean, we saw in September they had the division lead. He, they in May, they were saying this division is over. It's the Mets division, and they collapsed. So I kind of see that happening again. What about the um, flip of Degrom and Verlander? Do you think that will change things for the Mets? Yeah, they'll have a pitcher. No, 
<laughs> they'll have a pitcher that's healthy. So that makes them better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They've but, got a lot. The only thing is now they're just out of closer. So they're going to, they're yeah. probably going to do something that's trade deadline to get a new closer in, maybe get rid of some young talent that they don't really know what they're going to do with. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty close race and I just got the Mets edging it out this one time. I feel like I'm either you're under fact, under factoring Mets shenanigans or I'm over factoring Mets shenanigans. I don't know which one, but we'll see come whenever. Uh, all right. If, if they're still not going to win the title. Yeah. National so League West, Padres, Giants, Rockies, Dodgers, Diamondbacks. So the Padres have become a very trendy pick to win the World Series. Number two in ESPN's ranking. They're number two. Who's number one? Astros. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I again, I think it's the Dodgers division. I mean, Freddie Freeman's there. They – they got a farm system that's just dominant. Uh, shout out Oklahoma City and Tulsa for being affiliates. Um, yeah, I sure the the Padres have gotten better. They've spent boatloads of money, but I don't know. I when you're the media darling in the preseason, it's hard to trust you. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. I know they get a full season with Juan Soto, but they've kind of become like the oh, watch out for this team. Oh, they're like getting picked by every a lot of people to win the World Series. But I have them going in the wild card spot. I got I have them getting the the first wild card spot, and I got the Dodgers uh, getting to like a hundred games again. I've got the Padres winning the division and the Dodgers. Uh, being the surprise top seed in the wild card spot uh, because the Dodgers lost like over a hundred million dollars in cap, which means they lost a lot of players. You lost Trey Turner. You lost Justin Tucker. Uh, you lost Cody Bellinger. You, you lost a lot of people on that roster. And I understand you've also, re- you've been replacing these guys, but trying to get them to mesh right off the bat and trying to get them to fill in immediately, they're going to need some time to get things together. Uh, I've got the Padres winning that division. I've got them over 100 wins because don't forget, Fernando Tatis Jr. will be coming back sometime this season. And so Machado, Tatis, Juan Soto, uh, again, there's uh, Jake Cronenworth. You've got good talent on that squad. Oh, Xander Bogarts. I forgot that he got signed to a major deal by the Padres as well. You Darvish leading the way with the pitching. Blake Snell being mid as all get out, but still having a roster spot. That Padres team is going to end up collecting the top in the NL West. And one game, not one game, several games will be lost solely at the hands of Blake Snell because that dude is not whatever whatever he used to be for Tampa Bay. Uh, I also, if anybody knows me, I like dunking on Blake Snell because I've watched too much baseball by him and he upsets me. All right, yeah. National League playoffs. What you got? Uh, I'm not going to go top seed because I, I could see any of these three being a top seed. Uh, Padres, Mets, Cardinals, wild cards, Braves, Phillies, Dodgers. Dodgers would easily be the top wild card. So I think we have the same teams, different order. I got Dodgers, Braves, Cardinals, Padres, Phillies, Mets. Uh, shall we go through the wild cards? Hit it. Yeah. 
You can go first. I got Blue Jays and Guardians matching up in the 4-5 matchup. I got the Blue Jays winning that. Uh, I got the Mariners and the Twins in the 3-6 matchup. I'm going Mariners because I trust the Mariners more than I do the AL Central. In a wild card, I got Cardinals over Mets and Padres over Phillies. Although, I do like the Phillies a lot. Hmm. Race Hoskins Revenge. just uh, popped an ACL. He did. he did, and Bryce Harper's out for like half the year. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Pot. Uh, Padres and Phillies. Padres over Phillies. Uh, do you want me to do my ALDS and NLDS? Or yeah. do you want to do your wild card? You want me to just go ahead and do my like up until the World Series? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, ALDS, I have an upset Blue Jays over Astros. I think, uh, I don't know, I feel like the time's running out on them just a little bit. They lost Verlander. Um, I lot they i mean jose abreu is like 40 something right so i assume he's just going to be a dh at this point if he might play first base a little bit but i assume majority dh i do think time's running out on them but i can obviously be wrong i got yankees over mariners in the um alds uh i think it's going to be like 90 well not maybe not 95 but probably 2001 kind of those rivalries with king griffey a rod uh Edgar Martinez, I think. NLDS, uh, I got the Padres over the Dodgers. I know I said that uh, they're the media darling and everything, but I part of me feels like they have their number in the postseason and not the regular season. Baseball logic is weird, I or I guess my logic is weird, whatever. And I got the Braves over the Cardinals in that. ALCS, I got the Yankees over the Blue Jays. Uh, and then I got the Braves over the Padres in the NLCS. So my World Series is Yankees and Braves. The Yanks. Mm-hmm. I think so. We- oh, part of me, well, actually, you know what? I'll say this. I'll save it for later. Go ahead. Go ahead, Levi. I think the main thing I've got locked down is my World Series. Uh, my World Series, I've got Houston back in the world series to me they're just too good of a squad they've stuck around with the majority of their talent yes they lost verlander but they still have the majority of the youth whenever one guy goes out you have another guy step up so i think uh Fremier valdez is going to step up and be a really good number one uh i think we saw jeremy pena stepped up first year as a rookie for carlos correa going out he ends up winning world series mvp because he was just that instrumental of a player and don't forget, you've just got one of the, if not the best hitters in the MLB and you're Don Alvarez. And I'm saying one of, because of course you have Aaron judge for the Yankees. You've got show. Hey, so your Don goes up there. And then in the NL, NL is very tough. Uh, part of me really wanted to go with like a Mets or, or Padres, uh, but I, f- I feel like with how things will wind down, I think Edwin Diaz not being on the Mets anymore because of injury, I think that's going to come into play. Uh, for the Padres, they just feel like that team that they're going to come in the runner-up, that they're going to be the the person left at the altar. Uh, I'm going to go with the Braves making the World Series. And then I'm going to have Houston 
ramshack the Braves to show that this team is incredibly young. And if they have a little bit more experience on, on their side, if you get a little bit more under the belt, I, I think then you have the Braves uh, come back in a couple seasons and potentially win. But I'm, I'm going to go Houston winning another title. So you have Atlanta not winning their division, but still winning the NL. Yeah, doing exactly what the Phillies did last season and catching the biggest wave of momentum possible but falling short in the World Series. Uh, I have the Yankees beating the Braves. Part of it is to jinx the Yankees because my World Series predictions are never right. Uh, and then I, there's that one Twitter thing where it's like, here are my predictions for the next 10 years, and the Yankees was one of them, so I can cover my base with that. Uh, it'll be misery for me, joy for Parker, uh, which Parker barely paying attention, but he once he sees it, then when he's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I've been following. I wouldn't say it's barely. One. I wouldn't say that it's barely. I I pay attention to the Yankees. Uh, I know who's on their team. I know a lot about them. I know a lot about the AL East. Um, and oddly, uh, St. Louis. I know a lot about, but um, they're the but closest. yeah. I'm not paying attention too hard to the uh, Diamondbacks offseason moves. Hey, I like the Diamondbacks. I like Zach Gallen. He's he's a good pitcher. Mad, Mad Bum, man. Mad Bum's crazy. I like him a lot. You could have told me that Zach Gallen was the fifth lead in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, and I would have believed you. I can't wait for that movie. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm going to see it tomorrow, actually. Ooh, that's... That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm probably going to be dead ass tired after tonight and i'm not going to be able to do <laughs> well folks on that note levi good luck with what you're doing this has been episode four of season two of the ipl podcast so far we've got the march madness preview we've got the march madness recap correct yeah and we've got this mlb preview so if you are not subscribing and liking our podcast what are you doing we've got previews for everything we've got insights and we love all of you subscribers so wait stay levi, tuned bro. for real next quick. time episode five levi yeah. real quick wrestlemania predictions uh real quick uh does cody get it done yeah cody gets it done cody wins uh same as Andy kevin owens win the tag titles uh and yeah. i am a very happy man uh, Rhea wins the SmackDown Women's Championship as well. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I got, like, prediction-wise, because everything else kind of... And eh. Oscar wins the world title for Raw. Oh. I think I might have Bianca winning that, but Honestly, it makes sense. It, it doesn't matter. The women's division is just, like, blend. It is blend newspaper. Yeah. They it, should... Nah, don't unify the titles because no. they did that already. They just, I, I, they just need someone fresh as champions. And honestly, the matchup should have been Rhea versus Bianca Belair instead, and then Oscar versus. Yeah. Rhea. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Ep episode four is winding down. Episode five will be in the month of April, which means that it is NFL draft month. So we will be breaking oh, down boy. some NFL draft stuff for you next time. Stay tuned. Thank you all again. Yeah, Have a good bye. one. Bye.